Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome into what appears to be the new normal with Millie Makers for the showdown slates as we have a Thursday night football matchup, a divisional matchup, teams that have already faced each other this year between the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. And as I said, that fellas, fellas, fellas today, somebody reached out to me yesterday about trying to buy a t-shirt or a hoodie with that. We are in the process right now. Got my design guy who's been doing great graphics work for me, working on some t-shirt designs. So if you have any ideas, whether it's on the podcast or you're on the YouTube version, let me know through Twitter, through the comment section here we got the fellows 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 we got the dollar ruskies and the brewskies we got some shirts that we already have in there but let me know if you have any other ideas that you would like to see on a t-shirt of mine we can get that thing made up and maybe designed out there but that's something totally different welcome in everybody i'm excited because there's a thursday night slate and millie makers are exciting because well a lot of people get interested in my content there's a lot of money up for grabs not only in that million dollar contest but then you have six figure contests as like the alternative contest right we have another six figure contest tonight on DraftKings, and it's not even the main contest which is pretty crazy so this tells you a lot of good things not only for DraftKings but the industry as a whole if you're going to just start to get million dollar slates for one game slates for the NFL maybe now on Sundays when you have all of those different showdown slates going on it's obviously I don't think every single one of them is going to be a million maker but me now you start to get some respectable prize pools around the six figure range for like just a four o'clock slate or a one o'clock showdown slate it's something that is going to be very encouraging and something to keep an eye on as we move forward but for right now we're breaking it down but it seems to be a pretty good game in terms of what you're going to get out of the total here it's pushing towards 50 overall points it basically opened up as a 49 total as two and a half point favorites to the Carolina Panthers in this one as Atlanta is coming off yet another debacle on there and Todd Gurley not getting down and Carolina is coming off a little bit of a skid for their own selves so we're going to have another divisional matchup the second time that these teams are going to be playing each other this year and what we do here if you're not familiar again my name's Sal Betchy I'm just going to go down through the salary ranges and give you a little bit of analysis from a projection and game theory standpoint on some of these plays and potential lineup combinations and also an, an analysis standpoint just discussing what matchups are going to be looking like today offensive defensive line stuff how these players have fared so far this season and similar matchups and then we'll go from there i am live at 6 30 p.m east coast time tonight i'm going to be live for about an hour or so and what we're going to do in that hour is i'm going to have my 150 lineups crunch that i'll be playing tonight i don't usually play single entry three max on a showdown slate maybe some 20 max lineups and we'll go through it i'm just going to answer a bunch of questions that you have based on just this player or that player based on game theory in terms of correlations and how you should be trying to predict some game flows tonight all that type of stuff so be sure to hit that notification bell so you can actually know when i'm going live and the other thing like button two seconds of your time big old subscribe when it pops up i greatly greatly appreciate that so thank you so much in advance and before we get into it and we go through every single player here with some of this analysis be sure to check out super draft we mentioned it last week and a lot of you i saw like 80 people sign up for super draft that's great because somebody somebody in our discord won the $25,000 in our patreon $25,000 to first place contest that was last sunday this past sunday that just passed so a lot of people on monday wanted to get in there and get their share and i had a lot of positive feedback we had a couple people and if you are winning over there and if you're winning on any site let me know so we can share with the community because we had somebody take down five thousand dollars over the past like two or three days not only just in the NFL slate on Monday, but also then they went ahead and got the World Series game, the game-clinching World Series game from the Dodgers. They got some action on that. Now they're excited to get some action on golf. So a lot of people are reaching out to me. Look, there's not as many professionals over there. It's a multiplier format. So instead of having to go with the salary cap and try and figure out mathematically how to fit this all together, all you need is decent projections, which I have linked down below on my Patreon. For Superdraft, I have and DraftKings and a bunch of other stuff over there that's going to help you out. The more informed you are, the better chances that you have at actually winning and winning some other. Otherwise, you're, you're kind of dealing with dead money when so many other people are going to be really informed but basically super draft is just a multiplier format so tonight you have calvin ridley a 1.3x multiplier meaning that his points are going to get multiplied by 1.3x or 30 percent but you have some guys tonight like russell gage a 2.85x multiplier he's going to get his points multiplied by 2.85 not just 1.3 so a lot of bonus there because they're assuming that his skill set is worse than calvin ridley so it's trying to bake that in 
But if he has a ceiling game tonight, or he scores a touchdown and Ridley doesn't, he's just going to jump over Ridley by a lot there. So that's the whole point of it. Promo code SAL, S-A-L, my first name, real easy there, is going to get you a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. So not only do you get a great format to be playing on in terms of if you're trying to actually build a bankroll ROI with a chance of hitting a pretty nice prize pool in the four or five figure range, but you'll also get 50% deposit up to $1,000 Ruskies. Appreciate it. Check out Superdraft. Thank you, Superdraft, for sponsoring this. Linked down below is all the information. So let's start this bad boy off, and we'll start it off with a lot of expensive players on this slate. And for some reason, it seems as if the Carolina Panthers players are, are underpriced, if anything, here, but we'll get into that in a second. Matt Ryan's $11,000 slot. Look, he's throwing a ton right now, right? Second, he's coming off of this game against the Detroit Lions where he's throwing a ton. Since he's had Julio's back, he's been looking a lot better than before Julio ended up uh, leaving games with injuries. He's second in attempts only to Joe Burrow right now, and he's actually a slight underdog implied for about 23 and a half points. So this is a nice spot if you're looking for him to throw yet again for 40 times. Carolina is 19. 19th in coverage and they do get some pressure they sacked Matt Ryan twice when they played in their last game so that's an issue Matt Ryan look if he's playing in a dome check that's going to be good for him if he has Julio Jones in the lineup check that's going to be good for him and this is what we said about the Lions if there's pressure okay there's none from the Lions check that should be good for him now Carolina the only thing they actually do although they've had some defensive line injuries is get pressure so that's the only spot where it can be a little bit weird for him he now has Julio back Matt Ryan for me is going to be as of right now a yes in this game if you're playing one lineup I'd be debating between one of these quarterbacks and yes you do not have to play either of them you can fade both quarterbacks here uh, because there are so many really good stars to the wide receivers that are expensive that if two or three of these wide receivers have big games and those big games are quite easily going to be maybe outpacing multi-touchdown games, 100-yard games, eight catches, 80 yards, 16 fantasy points, and that beats out one of these quarterbacks, then that can actually pay off for you. Odds are you probably need one of them more times than not, but you don't have to play either of them. Again, if I'm playing 150 lineups, I'm going to get a good amount of both quarterbacks. We'll see exactly how much later on tonight on the live show. Teddy Bridgewater, highest projected player that I have right now. Sneaky mobility so far this year, 18.7 yards per game, and he does have a rushing touchdown 8.2 yards per attempt right now it's very good that's in the top 10 in the nfl borderline top five and now he gets an atlanta defense that is banged up looking to trade some of their top draft picks i mean they're 21st in secondary he's averaging 276 yards per game the issue for teddy bridgewater is to this point he only has eight passing touchdowns nine total touchdowns on the year so he's picking up a lot of yardage he's doing some stuff on the ground he's just not finding the end zone to this point and that's the major concern teddy bridgewater for me right now is also going to be a yes as his team's implied for damn near 26 overall points as a team total so that's starting to look good. Now you get to a range where you have the starting wide receivers and it's Calvin Ridley who actually gets the tag that's more expensive than everybody else. He's running 38.4 routes per week, which is very elite to this point and 8.4 targets per game on 88 yards per game. All these numbers are very good to see. And if you take out the game where he got shut down by Jair Alexander and really Jair did shut him down for most of that game, but Matt Ryan underthrew him on a pretty wide open touchdown and overthrew him on another like 25 plus yard pass. He goose egged in that game and he's still averaging these high numbers. You take that game out, he's averaging triple digit yardage per game. You take that game out and he's starting to look like a top three fantasy wide receiver in the NFL right now. These Atlanta wide receivers seem to be a slight bit overpriced, if anything, and now not overpriced relative to their skill sets, overpriced relative to the Carolina Panthers wide receivers, and we'll get there in a second. So they are slight underdogs, so you would expect a little bit more passing volume, which would mean a little bit more maybe targets. So Calvin Ridley maybe sees eight to 10 targets, and some of these Atlanta guys are, are topping out around eight targets in this type of a game more times than not. But it is a little bit interesting given the Vegas totals that where you're seeing these guys come in price-wise. Calvin Ridley for me is going to be a yes, and a peek behind the curtain and right now I have Calvin really projected for 15.8 fantasy points, which if you're looking at it again, we'll get to the Carolina guys. It actually makes them look like better values today, but there's obviously no reason not to get away from Ridley. He's going to be in play. In my opinion, this game should be pretty exciting from both passing offenses, having two to three pretty strong options when it comes to the wide receiver position. All my projections and rankings that I just referenced, you can find down below. I'll kind of peek behind on some of them, whether it's super draft or whether it is going to be uh, DraftKings. I'll touch on some of that stuff, but a ton of other stuff on there. 20 plus pages of game by game notes will be going out later today or tomorrow morning. We already have a bunch of other data in my projections and rankings for the main slate on Sunday. Closing thoughts
Plus podcast discussing game theory and GPP strategy that I'll be using each and every week goes out Sunday morning. All that stuff on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore. You can check it all out. Julio Jones is up next. Since he's returned from injury the last two games, he's leading the team in all these departments. 16 receptions, 234 yards, and two touchdowns on 19 targets. That's been very good. He's averaging during that time three yards per route run, which is an efficiency metric for wide receivers and just any type of player running routes, running max tight ends. And that is very good anytime it hits like above 2.5, but it's hitting three for him. He'll probably see some Eli Apple, who he has 20 pounds on in this game, or he'll maybe even see some Jackson in this game, Dante Jackson, who he has 40 pounds on. So either way, you're going to have a huge, as you normally do with Julio, a freak. But in this game, even more of a size mismatch. Julio Jones, for me, I do actually prefer Julio to Calvin Ridley for the price discount of about $400. They project out pretty damn near identical. So I'll prefer Julio to Ridley if you're just playing one lineup here. And I like Julio a good amount. Now we get into the price ranges where you're going to get some really nice discounts on players. Like honestly, a lot of these guys are decent discounts. Some of them are well overpriced, and I'll discuss those guys. But Robbie Anderson is not one of them. He currently leads the Carolina Panthers with targets. He's seeing 8.6 per game and averaging 91.5 yards per game. That's top five in the NFL right now. Now, in week seven, the last time out, he had a bad game, right? A bad game, although he still caught six passes for 78 yards on eight targets. So his bad game is damn near 14 fantasy points. That's the type of season that he's having this year. He'll likely see a a mixture of the rookie AJ Terrell, who's been so-so this year when he's actually healthy and not on the COVID list. And then also, I believe Kendall Sheffield will be the other cornerback out there today. Robbie Anderson, for me, I actually would prefer Robbie Anderson by a large margin over both of the Atlanta wide receivers right now. When you factor not only price point, but straight up projection, I haven't projected for more than the Atlanta guys. So I'm putting yeses by all these guys. If you're tuning in for the first time, this is not how it always is. Just all these guys, in my opinion, are fairly priced. But if you're only playing one lineup, like I'll be playing 150, if you're playing, let's just say five to 20 lineups, somewhere around there, some of the 20 max lineups, well, then this is how I would approach it. If you're playing just one lineup, I would probably start to approach it like this, right? I'd start to approach it with maybes by those Atlanta guys, maybe put a yes on Julio, it maybe on Calvin Ridley um, in terms of my interest on them. But these Carolina guys, I'm going to have a lot of interest in. Worth pointing out that Christian McCaffrey was at Monday's practice, although that's a non-contact practice every week for these Thursday night games. It's just a walkthrough. He was taken off the IR, but the assumptions are that he's not going to be playing. Everything we've seen, it's not official as of my recording this Thursday morning, not officially ruled out, but basically they're saying that there's like no way in hell that he'll play tonight. 95% chance is what I've read in some spots, but you never know. He could play. He's pushing to play. But right now, the medical staff is saying, take it easy. You got 10 days of rest coming up. Uh, you only have had like a half of practice under your belt at this point without even really any contact. So it does seem like Christian McCaffrey is not going to play, but again, keep an eye on the injury news that will come out at 6.50 p.m. East Coast time. So that means that Mike Davis is likely going to get another shot here. And Mike Davis has been really bad the last two weeks, but he's had brutal matchups. The Saints being one of those matchups. Look, last two games, 25 carries, 64 yards and a touchdown on the ground. There's 2.6 yards per carry. He still has seen eight targets, seven catches and 27 yards, although he was doing that in like one game the previous week. So look, He's going to get another opportunity here. This is a much better matchup that he's already dominated so far this season. So look for it to be a big bounce back spot at only $8,800. When he faced Atlanta in week five, he had 16 carries for 89 yards on the ground and nine catches for 60 yards and a touchdown on nine targets. He ended up with 25 overall touches for almost 150 yards and a touchdown total in that game. Mike Davis is somebody that I also like. I also like Mike Davis more than both Atlanta wide receivers. Mike Davis might be to this point that we've talked about so far, my best value play on the entire slate at just $8,800. Sal, value means cheap. No, value means point per dollar value, the best bang for your buck. I haven't projected for a lot of fantasy points today. Yes, the last two games have been rough. Those were also brutal, brutal, brutal matchups for him. I think that in this spot, he's going to get a nice bounce back opportunity. Next up is Todd Gurley, who's going up against the Carolina Panthers, number 31 run defense, but Gurley is very touched on the pendant, but he's getting a lot of volume, 17.4 attempts per game on the ground, and he's currently seeing four yards per attempt right now. Now he has seven touchdowns on the year, which is basically saving a season because he's only averaging 1.8 receptions per game. So in PPR formats, he's really letting you down outside of those touchdowns. 
He's running about 18 routes per game. But he had a very good game and he broke out a huge run. It was his first breakout game really of the season in terms of yardage in week five versus Carolina's bad run defense, where they also don't have K1 short now. I believe they had him then. 14 carries, 121 yards, and a touchdown for Mr. Todd Gurley. On this price range, I still do prefer Mike Davis, Robbie Anderson, who's not that much more expensive, and some guys below him who we're going to get into a second. So you're going to have Todd Gurley as our first maybe here, not a yes, only because he is very touchdown dependent. He's not going to get a lot of usage in the passing game. And if Todd Gurley tonight goes out there and scores, he has 16 carries for 85 yards. And that's all he does. One catch for eight yards and has nine, nine and a half, 10 fantasy points for you at this price tag. Odds are he's not in your, your winning lineup. But if he does score one or two touchdowns, like he's averaged literally a touchdown a game so far, seven touchdowns through seven games. Well, then that's where those 16 to 18 to 20 plus fantasy points are obviously going to get into your lineup. So he's not a priority for me tonight, but he's definitely in the player pool. Then you get $8,200 and then it's a huge drop off to almost $2,000. So you can see there's a ton of studs on the slate from DJ Moore and above. And then it really does drop off a cliff for the most part. But $8,200 DJ Moore, his production has been there. 7.4 targets per game. He's still seeing volume at this point, 81 yards per game. He has a strong matchup and he's going to be way too cheap relative to the other wide receivers on the slate around him. Last week out there, he had two touchdowns, just five targets. So it does seem like Robbie Anderson is still seeing most of the volume, but Robbie Anderson is also priced for it. $1,000 more expensive. I have DJ Moore projected right now, believe it or not. I haven't projected for more fantasy points than Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. It's nothing major. It's by like a fraction of a uh, point right now. It's like by 0.4 fantasy points, but he's also like one to $2,000 cheaper than these guys. So it makes him very much in play. So DJ Moore to me, I expect him to pick up a lot of ownership. In my opinion, based on where I haven't projected out, he should be right around that Robbie Anderson, $9,9500 range. I have Anderson projected for more, but I have DJ Moore right neck and neck with him. Now we get to a range where it starts to get a little bit hairy. You have Hayden Hurst. They came out last week before the game and you saw Julio Jones, Matt Ryan saying it in interviews, we have to get Hayden Hurst more touches. That guy's absolutely a freak and practice he's a freak. He's damn athletic. He's going to be very good for us in the middle of the field. Well, what happens after that? It actually worked a little bit. The coach speaking, the player talk worked a little bit. He had maybe it was due to this six receptions last week, which is a season high. He had seven targets, which I believe tied a season high 68 yards. And he now has seen six plus targets in three out of his last four games. He's priced at 6,400. So there's nobody in the seven K range. There's barely anybody in the six K range. It's just Hayden Hurts. So there's kind of this neutral spot of like being on an Island when you're in the salary range of just two players, anywhere from 4,200 to 8,200, that $2,000 gap all you're going to see in there is Hayden Hurst and Curtis Samuel. So I'll have some interest here because look, you're just going to be ending up in that spot on super draft. He has a 2.3 X multiplier, which makes him look like a better play in my opinion over on super draft. And quickly speaking about super draft right now, if I wanted to give you a peek behind the curtain at some of the plays that I really do like over on super draft, it's going to be mainly these Carolina guys, like almost all of their positions right now are going to look very appealing, whether it be Teddy Bridgewater, Robbie Anderson, as just a sneak peek of a couple of guys. If you're a patron, you can see the rest of the ones and who actually is going to be the highest projected player and some of the highest projected lineups over there. But some of these Carolina Atlanta guys just have high multipliers. Aiden Hurst is one of the few Atlanta guys who actually has a decent multiplier of 2.3x. Getting down now to 5,400. This is what I'm talking about from like a strategy standpoint. $5,400. Look, you're at $8,200 with DJ Moore. Then it drops almost $2,000 down to Hayden Hurst. And then it drops another $1,000 to Curtis Samuel. So if you're talking about like, you're going to have to find value in the sleep. You can't just play every single guy who's $9,800, especially when one of them is going to be in your captain spot. There's a couple of value options in here, but then it gets very hairy once we get below these kickers. So it'll be interesting to see if you basically like need to roster a kicker or a defense or if it's just going to be plugging a shit ton of Russell Gage, let's get there right now. But before Russell Gage will be Curtis Samuel, who did return in week seven, saw six targets, caught all six of them for 48 yards. He only ran 17 routes, which was a season low. Maybe they were just piping him back up into this matchup. I assume that that's what was happening because every other week he's ran way more routes into the low to mid twenties than just 17. He's averaging like around 25 routes per week. So I would expect him to get above 20 this week. He also had a five yard rushing score. So at $5,400, he projects out very similar to Hayden Hurst for me. So if I'm going to choose for a thousand dollars less, like this is another thing leave money on the table on these showdown sites, especially if you're trying to win a million dollars. If playing Hayden Hurst only leaves like $300 on the table, I would just go right down to Curtis Samuel and leave $1,300. Like it's that simple for me. 
they project up very similarly. Even if I had Hayden Hurst for like one or one and a half more fantasy points, I'd still do it because you're going to have a better chance. You probably won't be, but a better chance of being unique by leaving an extra thousand dollars on the table. Next up is Russell Gage, who's going to look like one of the better value plays in the slate. He's going to look like one of the better super draft options from the Atlanta Falcons at a 2.85x multiplier. Look, he left last week in the first half, right? He left in week seven in the first half. That's why you saw, if you were looking at anything from week seven, you actually saw Bilal Powell, Brandon Powell, excuse me. You saw Brandon Powell run a lot more routes last week than he ever does because he's the direct backup to a man in Russell Gage. Well, Gage returned in the second half, saw seven targets, which was second on the team tied with Hayden Hurst. He caught six of them for 54 yards. Expect a matchup versus Jeremy Chin in the slot, uh, which you're going to see around Gage being in the slot about 84% of the time. Chin's about there about 50% of the time whenever they actually go into three wide receiver sets against them. He's seeing over six targets per game. Gage at $4,200 is just way too cheap in my opinion. Again, for me personally, Gage in my projections is going to project out pretty close to even Hayden Hurst, who's over $2,000 more expensive than him. So Gage for me is going to draw the yes tag. He's also priced right around these kickers. So if you know me, you know that basically what I say for kickers is kickers are fine. They're better in low scoring games because then other players around them, like Russell Gage, it's unlikely that they're going to produce more. If the game is going to have 50 total points or 55 total points, odds are there's more touchdowns in that game than actual field goal attempts. If the game is going to be, let's just say 17 to 11 or 17 to 10, well, odds are that there's maybe a decent amount of field goals relative to the touchdowns. So it's harder for some of those value type plays around them to kind of beat out a kicker's seven or eight or 10 fantasy points. In this range, I would much rather have Russell Gage than any kicker in my lineup. But if you already have Russell Gage in your lineup, and you're trying to look for some more value. The kickers are fine. This is a type of slate though, where I'm only going to probably have just one kicker in my lineup. There's a chance it could pay off. There's a chance that both of these kickers who are averaging pretty decent fantasy points, 9.7 for Joey Sly and Young Ho Koo is averaging 11 and a half. There's a chance that they can both score 12 fantasy points tonight. And you're just sitting there with them in your lineups and you're hoping that Russell Gage doesn't go off or some guys below them. So I'm not going to completely rule out having a kicker in your lineup by any means. I usually set a rule to not have two in a specific lineup. The fact that there's not a lot of value on the slate, I might run it without that and see what happens. Again, tune in at 6.30 p.m. to be checking that out live tonight. And if you want to, you can hit the subscribe button and the like button. All those things really do help I'll grow this channel, but it also keeps you notified of when I'm going live and when I'm uploading content. Again, the more informed you are, the better your chance at winning. Now we get to a range where the defenses are. Both defenses are pretty cheap, 3,400s and 3,200s right now. Uh, basically, they look identical to me. I'd probably prefer the Falcons defense as slight favorites here. They actually get some sort of pass rush. None of them really stand out as much need plays, but they'll both be in my player pool. Uh, the Carolina Panthers right now, they're not great defenses. The Carolina Panthers rank 29th overall, but they at least have a top 10 pressure unit. The Atlanta Falcons rank 22nd overall, and they're basically outside the top 10 and everything. Their pressure is at least half decent, but bottom third in the league in coverage, bottom third in the league in run defense, and around average in tackling. And now I'll scroll down on the sheet right here. So this is it. This is like the rest of the guys. There's not much on this slate. Like the Falcons have been brutal against any tight end, but Ian Thomas is not really doing too much. He's actually running routes, but he's not seeing any targets. He's third on the team in routes run, but he only has seen 11 targets through seven games so far. And he's averaging each game so far, just one reception for seven yards on the season. That's not good at all. He's been having a brutal down year at $2,600. He's honestly severely overpriced at $2,600 for what his role is. One catch for seven yards. He's just running a lot of routes. The only guys running more routes than him on this team are DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. And now you have to tell yourself on the showdown slate with so much money on the line, do I want to play Ian Thomas and just hope that this is the game where even if he catches three passes for 25 yards, he's priced for it at five and a half fantasy points. If he gets that, he's only averaging 2.6 on the year. But even if he gets five and a half fantasy points, $2,600 is too expensive. He needs to be like $1,000 for that to actually start to help you on this type of a slate. You need Ian Thomas more than likely to have a huge game, four catches, 50 plus yards, or find the end zone for you uh, to actually pay this off. And even if he has one catch, eight yards and a touchdown, seven and a half, eight fantasy points, it might be enough to get you there at 2,600, but it's not all that much. So it's tough. I do want to play Ian Thomas as a sneaky play against a really, really bad Atlanta team that just has been absolutely decimated by every single tight end that goes up against them, has a quality game this year. They're like the Cardinals of last year, but he's just already priced for this matchup, it seems. So Ian Thomas 
for me currently as it stands right now i'm actually going to be putting him as a no uh, again if you want to keep him in your player pool that's fine later on I'll, I'll run it tonight at my current projection i only have him projected for about four fantasy points i know i'm not really going to get probably none of him unless i really bump up some randomness and then not to be a spoiler alert but pretty much everybody down here is going to be a non-interest for me brian hill in week seven had just two rushing attempts for three yards uh, you're going to have todd Gurley right now controlling this backfield they are in negative game script based on vegas being an underdog so that's where he kind of comes alive a little bit brian hill last week ran 11 routes saw three targets cut all three of them for 27 yards so he actually was still able to get you around six fantasy points last week mainly through the air this season he's averaging 5.3 attempts and 2.3 targets per game he's seen just four red zone attempts in seven games though that's all todd Gurley's work right now so 38 yards per game and about 6.3 fantasy points per game on the year he needs a touchdown at 2200 he needs a touchdown and probably a little bit more than that for you to really pay off he had it against carolina last time had a big pretty nice big touchdown run he's currently a no for me these are the types of plays though i don't play the million maker i think it's a terrible contest i know some people like it that's all your opinions i just don't want to be playing the lottery system and, and that's just my personal take on it so i really don't feel the need to have to go after these guys because i'm not playing against a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand other people tonight i'm going to be playing in some smaller field events and if i go for 150s those ones will be a little bit larger so maybe i get like an ian thomas in there but i'll probably try and get unique in some other situations running some five ones running some four twos with a lot of money on the table omadid is next up a thousand dollars he only ran six routes last week with julio back and healthy there's no way i play him Ito smith is next up at eight hundred dollars he'll need a lot of passing game involvement for you to even think about him and the problem is he only ran three routes last week saw one target saw zero carries so he's not involved in this offense it's a todd Gurley and brian hill show for the most part and, and honestly unless this game gets really out of hand and carolina's up Edo smith probably won't be on the field much and then there's not much down here seth roberts is six hundred dollars he runs like five or six routes a week he's no upside in my opinion since curtis samuel is now healthy i don't even think that he'll take the field luke stocker is a 200 dollars tight end for atlanta who runs he ran six routes last week he saw one target no receptions he averages about five routes per game on the season but he's only seen three total targets and none of them are in the red zone the downside is he only sees about 2.7 average depth of target so you literally need him to fall into the end zone once if not twice to actually be viable for you at 200 if he falls in once at like seven eight fantasy points maybe it gets you there obviously there's a really good chance that it does but again if other guys just outscore that it's not going to happen and he's only running five routes a week and none of them are in the red zone so it's gonna be pretty hard for him to score a touchdown for you brandon powell no interest if russell gage is going to be there he runs just three routes in week six then he ran a lot of routes 19 in week seven because again russell gage left in the first half but then came back chris manhurts is a tight end for the carolina panthers who was actually getting involved early in the year plays about 45 percent of the snaps runs about 9.8 routes per week but only has seen five targets so far this year averaging five yards per game so maybe he's like the sneaky guy if you're looking for one guy under a thousand dollars it's probably for me Edo smith because i still think he'll see like two or three touches but chris manhurst could be the sneaky guy to score a touchdown at 200 dollars. he's still going to be a no for me because you're literally getting one target like every two games for him and then trenton cannon does seem to appear at 200 dollars that he's actually going to be at least in play in terms of like not just excluding him from this video uh like christian mccaffrey i did because mccaffrey doesn't seem to be in play look he'll project for zero fantasy points if somehow christian mccaffrey goes last week though he had just one carry for seven yards and he actually ran no routes only three total snaps last week so mike davis is basically becoming christian mccaffrey in this offense in terms of just playing like 90 plus percent of the snaps two weeks ago last week again playing like 80 plus percent of the snaps so below the falcons below the defenses and the kickers and russell gage there's really no value to be found in this slate you can maybe convince me that ian thomas and brian hill have a little bit but i'll just tell you that they're priced for it because i can't even project them for five fantasy points you're going to need a touchdown out of them so that's where we're at right now this is the showdown slate million dollar ruskies up for grabs again get your million dollar well get your dollar ruskies put them into some of these contests you can try and win the million dollar ruskies if you want to that's all up to you and then try and you know drink some brewskis during that have a good time all that type of stuff i appreciate you tuning into this one please before you go like button big old subscribe button pops up and check out super draft again one of the people in patreon the patreon projections will help you but also your own intuition and just having a better chance overall of taking down first place less people in these contests sometimes and a lot of the times they don't even fill to this point so they're they're running a marketing campaign around overlay not all their contests but the main ones and that's going to help you out because 
because they're just going to put free money into these contests. You have less competition and you already don't have as many professionals, if any, over there right now trying to bank some of these top prizes because they're all focusing on DraftKings and Yahoo to an extent and FanDuel. So it's hard to keep up with a lot of these spots. So the people who, like the person who won $25,000, like I believe his name was Kevin, if those people are actually going to be focusing on SuperDraft, you can turn your 100, 150 into that much money if you're really focusing only or solely on that site. You don't have to do that, but if you actually want to see a pretty decent ROI, check it out. Promo code SAL, S-A-L, will get you a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 Ruskies. The more informed you are, the better chances you have at winning. So you can check out all the things that I offer, the tools, analysis over below on my Patreon, patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore. Thanks so much, everybody. I'll see you at 6.30 p.m. East Coast time for our live stream. Peace out, gang.